Well, good evening, everybody. <clears throat> it is the 22nd of May, 2020. I am your humble host, Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapper Donna Spiritual Kung Fu, often imitated, never duplicated. My engineer tonight, Rosalind Cooper, and this is the PowerPoint of Victory radio podcast. And uh, we're podcasting on the Survival Radio Christian Network. We do radio 2 million downloads strong. And uh, my topic tonight... Uh, well, let me talk about where it comes from first. <laughs> hey, Roger, you hear me tapping up my papers, right? Y'all give me just a second here. I was so busy prepping for the show. Let me go ahead, pop this open. Aha, here it is. Give it to me, give it to me. Come on, come on, come on. I got the slowest computer in God's creation. There we go. May 22nd, 2020, The Theory of Inverse Validity. Uh, Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson reviews many Christian ideas that are not so scriptural and addresses some of the lies about Christianity that Christians teach. And uh, the idea for this podcast is derived from Jimmy Kimmel's article, uh, a Jimmy Kimmel article in an online uh, publication called The Guardian, uh, published 2nd of October, 2019 by Adrian Horton, A-D-R-I-A-N Horton. And the article link is is here with the uh, the show description underneath my blog talk, uh, the blog talk uh, page of tonight's broadcast, for tonight's broadcast. Um, I have the article here printed in front of me. It has Stephen Colbert, Trevor Noah. And it, it closes out uh, referencing America faces an epic choice. You can go ahead and read it for yourself on that. I just want to get to the to the heart and matter of what did Jimmy Kimmel, who's a comedian by the way, w- you know where he was going with this. Now you'll remember that October of 2019, um, Donald Trump was under investigation for impeachable in, in uh, offenses by the United States Democratic-controlled House of Representatives, led by Nancy Pelosi and others, okay? And um, so there were jokes going around and so forth and so on. So let me just read this little piece here that I have highlighted from the article. We'll take our commercial break, and when we come back, I was writing a list of, of, of stuff that is taught or not taught or skewed or scattered or scampered by people who call themselves Christians so that people understand, you know, you're not calling yourself a Christian. That's okay. The important thing to understand is are you walking to your best capability to the will of God? Okay? That's a just a general blanket statement that I'm making there. And, again, I know in the comment section people are going to be blowing up and, and trolling and, and what have you and so forth, have at it, all right? These things are real. So um, it says, this is from the article, basically the IGC gave the president uh, an FU, all right, and that's what, exactly how they have it written. Kimmel explained, in a normal situation, he continued, this would end the claims of hearsay. But this case clearly calls for applying what Kimmel calls, quote, the fundamental theory on which the Trump presidency is based, the theory of inverse validity. 
which states that things that are true are false. Under this theory, for example, you don't have to worry about climate change. Quote, we could just say it isn't happening and the weather is fine. Unquote. Furthermore, the theory of inverse validity states that, quote, things that are false are true, unquote, which means if, say, you, quote, need your inauguration crowd to be the biggest, to be bigger than it was, or a hurricane to hit Alabama, or not to have paid off a porn star you definitely paid off, unquote, Kimmel said, quote, just do what Trump does, just flip it on its head, unquote. So I found this, this situation here cited in this Guardian article to really, really, really represent my experience when it comes to the religion called Christianity. I am not a Christian. I say this at the start of every single broadcast. So if you're a Christian and you're listening to this and, you know, you're looking for some, some altar calls and some profound something or, you know, you're somebody looking for someone who's going to be saying things that are going to get you in the spirit and jumping around and all the rest of that rock, that's, you're in the wrong place. Just tune up, keep right on going. On the other hand, if you're looking for reality, the reality of walking with that force that, that, that Napoleon Hill talks about, the force that I've experienced my entire life, the force that I've met people who've experienced it during their lives, Okay, people who are not necessarily Christians, you know, quote unquote, there is a force out there. And if you're looking to tie in with that force so that you can improve and you can become the person that you were created to be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you're in the right place. Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind, let me just go through some scriptures and, um, because people will say, well, you know, this guy is daft and what have you. So let, let's go to the book. What, is the, what does the book say? Well, in the Old Covenant, Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 13, verse number 1, this is Deuteronomy 13, 1 to Deuteronomy 13, 1 and 3. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and giveth thee a sign or wonder, and the sign or the wonder comes to pass, whereof he spoke unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or the dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. What does that mean? That means basically people can be out there doing miracles and doing all sorts of stuff, but just because they're doing those things, if they're telling you, if they're talking and teaching about behavior patterns, thought patterns, etc., that go against the word of God, you are to leave these people alone because God is exposing us to these people to prove us, to test us, okay? Now, put that in the backdrop. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 14, it says repeatedly, If thou wilt hearken unto my voice and walk according to my ways, these are the blessings that will overtake you. And there are 14 verses of blessings. And then 
from verse 15 to the end of Deuteronomy 28, which I think is like verse 65 or something. Uh, I could be mistaken. It says, if you will not hearken to my voice and not walk according to my ways, these are the curses that will overtake you. So there are people who are claiming that America is going downhill, you know, the uh, civilization is going downhill because of people leaving the church, people allegedly not following Christ, you know, people going after humanism. See, they always want to come up with these names, these derogatory names to beat down uh, uh, um, the reality of what this walk is all about because they want to browbeat us into following a system which we and our spirit know is not right. It's not true. It's not correct. So they will call things humanist, and they will beat up from the pulpit, and they will tell us not to support people who are, quote, unquote, humanists and so forth. So tonight's broadcast, I'm going to go through a number of things that are going to demonstrate that these preachers, these, these, these faith systems that we've been exposed to for generations do not follow what's in Scripture. Let us go to 2 Corinthians 11, 13 and to 11 and 15, okay? And, 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 and this is chapter 11. It says, verse 13, for such are false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing his ministers, speaking about uh, Lucifer, also known as Beelzebub, Satan, if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Now, uh, the epistle of First John, chapter 2, okay, it says, this is in reference to those of us, you know, I, I, I speak about this week after week, you don't have to belong to somebody's church in order to walk with God. Whatever you call that God, I'm not here to judge that. I know the God I walk with is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one who appeared to Moses and said, Moses said, well, who do I tell these people who you are? And he says, I am that I am. That's the God that I walk with. When Jesus came to walk on the earth, he said, I've come in my Father's name. I've come to do what my Father told me to do. Never once in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John does he say, worship him. There's references where he says the kingdom is being turned over to him. But the very first thing in the book of John, chapter, four, four, chapter 1, verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So what does this mean? It means when the, the creation was turned over to Jesus, it was turned over to the word of God. See? So walking with Jesus is not walking with a man, and especially not this European-looking bloke in this, this photograph, or, you know, picture, painting, whatever. The origin of that, and I'm kind of getting into some of the body, but, you know, I just, I'm being led to go down here to kind of show you. Where did that picture come from? It was drawn, painted, whatever, during what's known as the Renaissance Age in what is known today as Italy. At that day, there was no Italy. Italy as a country hasn't been around until about the late 1800s or the early 1900s. So way back when, it was a bunch of little areas, 
you know, Lombardy, Venice, Genoa, uh, Rome, Naples. These were all areas. These were not uh, a one united little something something. Okay, so so th- th- this was a, a painting. A a a a wealthy person paid a painter to put this thing together, and they used as the model, you know, because they always had a model, somebody there, the son of a pope, a, a Roman Catholic pope. Now, I know people are saying, hey, you know, ain't no pope can have no son. They don't get married. Look it up for yourself. They're called the Borgia Popes, B-O-R-G-I-A. Just look up Borgia Popes. Don't believe the gladiator. I'm just opening doors, sticking your head in there and saying, look around, and if you want to find out, look for yourself, okay? So that's where this Jesus thing came from. Now, the very first commandment says, thou shalt not have any graven images. That includes the cross. That includes uh, any pictures of Jesus. All this different stuff that are in the churches came from the Roman Catholic Church. Okay? Came from the Roman Catholic Church. So they're teaching us to wear crosses. They're teaching us to do things that the book itself, the very first commandment, because Jesus said, I haven't come to change the commandments. I've come to fulfill them. So the very first commandment says we're not supposed to have any kind of images at all. And if you look at movies from the old, you know, about old covenant days, you would see like Abraham and Isaac, them. These people didn't have any little statues. You know, Jacob, they didn't have statues that they bowed down to and prayed to. Okay? We're going to make some references to some people named Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego a little later on in reference to the same kind of thing. All right. So so getting back here to 1 John chapter 2. So 1 John chapter 2, uh, verse 26, these have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye, that would be us, okay, me, you were listening, we have received of him abideth in you. And ye need not any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you all things and is truth and is no lie, and even as it is hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Okay? So once again, you don't have to go into a physical building. You don't have to be around other believers in order to walk with God. You can walk alone. Now, what's the proof? Go to the book of of, of 1 Kings chapter 5 and just start reading there and keep reading. And you're going to run across two fellas, Elijah, who went off in a chariot of fire, and Elisha, right after him, okay, who... Uh, uh, died a natural death. When I say died a natural death, it was nothing really supernatural. He he died. Okay, so now, these guys, here's one, goes off in a chariot of fire. That's unusual. Wasn't any church, wasn't going to no synagogue. Not once, when you read about these fellows, do they go to somebody's synagogue. When you want to catch these fellows, you got to go out in the, in the middle of nowhere to see them. All right? But there are 48 recorded miracles that are given credit to these gentlemen. Okay, 48. One had 16, and Elisha said he wanted a double portion of Elijah's spirit, and he's got recorded uh, 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 32. So when you add 16 and 32, you come up with 48, if I'm not mistaken. All right? Elijah's anointing was so strong, Elisha, okay, the second guy, 
He was dead. They dropped a dead body on his bones, and the body came back to life. Okay? There are three instances of, of people coming back to life with these two fellas, and this is generations before Jesus Christ. So why are churches telling us that we're supposed to worship Jesus Christ? You've got to ask yourself, why? Okay? How is it that, 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 that this anointing was on these fellas? So if they had this kind of powerful anointing, this is what the book of 1 John chapter 2 is talking about. These things, have things in bracket, things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But um, the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and, and even as it has taught you, ye shall abide in him. So the scripture says, you draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to you. The Spirit of God opens up our, our spiritual understanding. Is this not what happened to the apostles in the book of Acts chapter 2? The anointing of God came down upon them, and all of a sudden they were changed men, and, 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 and they, they understood, okay? Is everybody, can you follow me on these things here, okay? I'm, I'm, this is right here in Scripture. So we have, we have Christians teaching us one thing, and you go to the book, and we're running into something completely different, okay? So why is it that they're telling us that we've got to gather? That you gotta be up underneath somebody's anointing. That you, you know, you gotta, you gotta give your money to this organization. Let's talk about that for a second. That's in the, from Malachi chapter three. You don't have to give it to the church. You can give it to your neighbor. I was talking to a guy last week, week before last, and he was saying that this stimulus thing, you know, the twelve hundred dollars, that you know, he got it. He says, but I don't really need it. But he was talking about some neighbor who's been unemployed, you know, through this pandemic thing. Uh, uh, and the guy has no income, and I looked at him and I said, "Well, maybe just ask your neighbor, you know, you know, volunteer to pay his electric bill, and take some of that money and pay the man's electric bill. Take the rest of the money, give it to a food bank that's feeding people out there that need food. Maybe you can give it to some ministry that's helping men get back on their feet or women get back on their feet. We just have to, with a willing heart, give away ten percent." But churches tell you if it ain't coming to the church, there's a problem. Why? Why are they teaching us that? See, these are all things that are being taught that are not in Scripture. Okay, here's 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. Okay, well, who, 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 who's the scripture talking about? This is talking about people who call themselves Christians in my book. Not all, but most. And I'm going to go into later on in the broadcast, time permitting, the majority of the things that I was led to write down pre preparing for tonight's uh, podcast. Okay, so it says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heed to themselves teachers. See, they what? This is what I want to believe. I'm going to go out and find somebody who's going to stand up in that pulpit and say what I want to hear. And that would explain why President Barack Obama married a one woman, 25, 26 years, two great kids, and he was the Antichrist. You know, lots of these pastors, they were actually Christian conservative pastors in the United States that were praying Psalm 108, 109, 
It's some kind of a curse from God that they were trying to pray down on this man, lambasting this guy and carrying on sick. What was wrong with, you know, with Barack Obama as the president? But evangelicals support Donald Trump 80% last election cycle. Right now he's going after uh, 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 t- telling the pastors, you know, I'm giving you judges. I'm giving you money. You know, the, the pandemic is not important. What's important is my reelection, so I can I can do this stuff for you. This falls right into what what this is going on here. Why? Because the doctrine of scripture is completely different from the majority of what's being taught uh, by the churches. Okay, and then uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take our first commercial break. Oh, I know I'm like 20 minutes in. We'll take our first commercial break now. The next one, I don't know. Uh, uh, perhaps in the next 15, 20 minutes, we'll see where we break. I'm Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapper Donna Spiritual Kung Fu, often imitated, never duplicated, PowerPoint to Victory Radio Podcast, broadcasting on the Survivor Radio Christian Network. We do radio, 2 million downloads strong. My engineer tonight, Rosalind Cooper. Roz, you got the helm. Don't go away. We'll be back in two minutes. company needs a voiceover professional, call me at 646-504-1376. I'm Dane Reed. That's 646-504-1376. I'm there for you when you need live announcing for events, company voicemails, commercials, professional voiceovers for important videos, voicemails, and anything else your company might need. Call me at 646-504-1376. Interested in doing voiceovers? I also do consultations. Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop, too. You may have heard the phrase, deals are done on the golf course, but do you know how that happens? The book Nine Holes, Nine Goals will provide hole-by-hole guidance on what to do and mistakes to avoid during a round of business golf. Pre-order your copy today at 9holes9goals.com because closing deals on the golf course is no longer just a phrase. You can do it too. SRN Survival Radio Network.
All right. Well, once again, Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapper Donna Spiritual Kung Fu, often imitated, never duplicated. PowerPoint to Victory Radio podcast, podcast uh, podcasting on the Survivor Radio Christian Network. We do radio, 2 million downloads. Strong engineer tonight, Rosalind Cooper. Continuing with our uh, discourse into, 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 boom, the theory of inverse validity. The theory of inverse validity. Now, this is exactly how Christian faith, all denominations, seem to operate. I've been exposed to a lot of different denominations. I'm not going to eat up a lot of time with, with, with the general perusals and what have you and so forth. This is not some kind of a rant that's just coming off and what have you. This is actually my observations as to why it is that if you are not comfortable being in a church and you feel like you're walking with God and you're doing the right thing with your life and you're being a morally good person, okay, don't let any of these conservative people beat you into a corner. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. And I'm showing you again and again and again. They're going to come to you with stuff. And what does the book say? What does history say? All right, so let's talk about the church very briefly. All right? So we're told today that the church, right, Christianity supports capitalism as an economic system. Okay? That's what we're told. The minute somebody says that, you know, we should be doing things to help poor – there are people in America who, who were bashing, for example, the state of California, making allegations that the Democrats have given millions of dollars to illegal immigrants. But these illegal immigrants that they are talking about are Hispanic Christians, and I'm using that as a religious uh, 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 label, okay? This is America says they're Christian. Here's, they're accusing California of doing something dirty and disgusting, giving assistance to fellow Christians who may not have the proper papers as they have come to America. But if you go through history, the Irish came there, white from Europe. The Italians came over to America like that, white from Europe. What's the problem? These are the descendants of these people. You know, the British came over and basically did everything they could to steal America from the Native American people. Well, so, 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 you know, where are we at with this? The Bible says that Jesus said, whatever you do to the least amongst you, you have done to me. So that says to me we are obligated to assist people who are trying to do the right thing and need a helping hand up. Okay? What's wrong with that? They just put together a $3 trillion uh, bailout package behind this pandemic thing and, and you know, the uh, Bible-toting Republican Party, and they gave Billions and billions of dollars to the cruise ship industry, and there's not one major cruise line that they gave assistance to which pays taxes into the American tax system. Every one of them, these major companies, they're, they're flagged out of foreign countries so they don't have to pay American taxes. One company is, is flagged in Malta. Another one is flagged in the Bahamas. And there's another one flagged, I forget what part of the world they're in, okay? But the minute you start talking about helping people, all of a sudden, Bible-toting conservatives have a problem. And they want to go to the Bible with it. So the church is, in fact, socialist. I've just said the S word. Yes, it's socialist. Read the book of Acts. 
In the book of Acts, you are commanded to sell what you own, give it to the organization, the church, whatever it was called at that time, so that the church, whatever it was called, can redistribute wealth to the needy. In fact, there's a woman that God kills because she lies about selling her property and giving it to the needy. It's right there in the book of Acts. Just read the book of Acts. It's right there. It's in the Bible, okay? If you go to uh, uh, the book of Matthew, I want to say chapter 6, Jesus says, go into a closet and pray. He doesn't say go to a building, go gather with people. See? And, you know, we can do a whole show about where this stuff came from, about you have to go to church and all the rest of that. We don't have time tonight. The focus tonight is to simply point out the plethora of stuff that churches teach that there's no basis in Scripture, okay? And if there's no basis in Scripture, then it's somebody's tradition. And the minute you start saying that you got a problem with their traditions and you try to point these things out, people get mad, they get upset, they want to call you a liberal, and now they want to go ahead and actually kill you. And this is true. There are people in America, major pastors, who were threatening violence against liberals. So we can understand how the Civil War came about in America when there were liberals who were called abolitionists at that time. That's what we're taught today. They were called abolitionists. We don't know. I wasn't there. But they say they were called abolitionists, okay, Uh, that these were people who said that enslaving human beings is wrong. And there were churches who go to people, you know, encourage them to go to war. And, and, you know, Christians fought Christians for four years in America, the American Civil War. And if you don't believe me, just watch the movie Gettysburg. Uh, Martin Sheen plays, uh, uh, what, is, what is it, Robert E. Lee? And he's supposed to be this, this, you know, Bible guy, oh, God's will, and all the rest of this stuff. Like, these were Christian people. This, they're portrayed, Christian people. They're fighting a Christian cause. They call it states' rights. Everything was about slavery. Do your own research. It's right there. Okay, so let's look at the history of Christians. You know, let's just kind of bounce over there now since I've talked about some history. Conservative Christians in America accuse Muslims and the Muslim faith of being terroristic and, and desiring world domination. When in truth, it's Christians who've tried to dominate each other in Europe, okay? This is for generations, for years and years and years. And what's the proof? You see, what they do is they change the names. They don't say Christian fighting Christians. They say French, who were Catholics, fighting British, who were Protestants. But they're all coming out of the same book, the Bible. So they were Christians. Okay, follow me on this. All right. So you had the Thirty Years' War. Look it up in history. You had a, a, a war that stretched out over 100 years in Europe, Christians fighting Christians. But they want to accuse the Muslim faith of being terroristic. And, and etc. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, was it not the British who burned a woman called Joan of Arc at the stake? These are Christians burning a Christian woman because they didn't agree with whatever it was they didn't agree with. But they want to call other faith systems primitive and barbaric and look down their nose. And when you point these things out, they get right into this theory of inverse validity because they will say to you, Oh, well, those really weren't Christians. No, those weren't Christians. No, they, they, see, they weren't following Christ. They weren't Christians. They were Christians. 
Because if you're really following Christ, John 1 and 14, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. If you're following Christ, you're following the word of God. And you don't have to declare Jesus to be a follower of Christ. I know Paul has written that and what have you. But I say again, how did Elijah and Elisha do all those miracles and Jesus Christ wasn't here yet? You got to ask yourself that question, okay? So it's not so much about declaring Jesus as the risen Christ as it is getting yourself aligned with that force that created everything and acknowledging that there is a force. And acknowledging that we are spirit beings, and in order for us to become who we were created to be, we need to align ourselves with that force. Okay, so moving back to history. In truth, another example is the Napoleonic Wars. You know, Napoleon, go and research that. All these countries that were fighting during the Napoleonic Wars, they were all Christian countries. I don't care if they called themselves Catholic, Lutheran, Calvinist, whatever, you know, Anglican, what have you. So they were all following some form of the Bible. They were Christian countries, okay? Nobody has more blood on their hands historically than the Christian religion. Okay, now let's move and let me turn page one, page two. They want to say again, capitalism is of the Bible, and socialism is ungodly. And I say again, just refer to the book of Acts. If the original organization was telling people to sell everything you own, give it to the organization so that the organization can redistribute the wealth, how can that not be of God when it's right there in their book? And somebody's going to say, well, the Bible says, a, you know, a man who doesn't work won't eat. You better go read the whole chapter about what that refers to. I'm talking about capitalism as an economic system versus socialism as an economic system. And there are those who are going to put, well, then why don't you go to a socialist country, blah, blah, blah. See, that's nothing but trolling. Have fun. Okay, moving along. Christians supported the enslaving of other human beings, people who were creatures of God, for personal profit. And they teach this as the slave trade. The Portuguese Catholic Christians started it. The Spanish Catholic Christians uh, uh, moved forward with it. Then you had the British who, who turned it into a real business. And, yes, there were Jewish, Jewish people financing it and getting involved with it. There were Arab people. There were Muslims that were involved with it. We understand that. And there are some of you who will say, well, you know, Africans, they, they, they were involved. I agree. But Africans have a or had a system of servitude which is interpreted as slavery over here, okay, in, in, in the Western world as it were, but it wasn't anywhere near the brutality and ruthlessness that the Christians input on people of color. There's no comparison. Okay? All right. So so moving on. Christians claim that God is against abortion. But if you go to the book of Numbers, chapter 5, you see where God actually creates. He creates abortion. And if God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, then why is it in 2020 he's against it? Why is it that in 1980 he's against it, but in 1960 he wasn't? 
because the same Protestant churches that in 1980 said abortion is wrong, it's murder, in 1960 were saying, hey, that's a Catholic issue. God is silent on the issue. And the answer is, and I did a podcast about it, Jimmy Carter, 1970s, as president, forced Liberty University and other conservative groups to desegregate, to allow people of color to be members of staff, to be members of the student body, to graduate and participate on equal footing with white Americans. And all of a sudden, there was a problem. Okay, moving on. Christians say uh, abortion is murder, and yet they support school children and adults, this is in the United States, being murdered in mass slayings in the United States. There's no major church organizations that are speaking out against it, that are saying that we need to pass laws to restrict gun ownership. Even Ronald Reagan did not support unlimited gun ownership, especially when he was governor of California and the Black Panthers was, was, you know, black people were arming themselves to protect themselves against the American police force operating in those, those areas and so forth and so on. All of a sudden it was, we need gun control. And then he became president and it was, well, we don't need as much gun control, but we still need gun control. And now it's, it's, you know, people just want to have a tank. They want to have an airplane. They want to have whatever they want. It's, they're like adolescent children, you know, uh, the United States uh, is starting to, uh, you know, quote unquote, reopen their economy during this COVID in the middle of this COVID pandemic, and already there have been two mass shootings in this country. On average, there's a mass shooting every 24 to 48 hours in the United States. There is no other developed country in the world that has these kind of things going on. Yet conservatives claim it's their God-given right to own a gun. Show me in the scriptures. Jesus told his disciples to go around. He said. Don't even take food. Take your clothes and some stuff, and that's it. Hello. It's in the Bible. Okay? All right. Christians demand that you bow down to worship a flag, a song, and a country. Remember Kaepernick, NFL quarterback? He would kneel down for the national anthem. People said he was being unpatriotic. Donald Trump, you know, was blasting him and calling him all kind of crazy names that were very unchristian, were words that I can't even use on Christian radio. But it's a flag. It's a song, a national anthem, and it's a country. Remember, first commandment, right? Thou shalt not have any graven images before me. Well, let's go to the book of Daniel, and let's look at these guys, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. That's going to be either Daniel chapter 3 or Daniel chapter 6, somewhere in that area. These fellows refused to bow down to a country, the king. They refused to bow down to a song. He said, when you hear the music play, bow down. And they refused to bow down to a flag. This was this statue that they had set up that he said everybody has to bow down to. So he captured these guys, arrested them. He put them in a furnace. He had the furnace made so hot, Scripture says that the people who threw them in the furnace, they got burned up. These blokes were inside the furnace. And when the king looked, he saw somebody else up in there with them. There were four people. Bible says he asked, didn't we throw three guys in there? How come I see four? And when he called these fellows and they came out, they didn't even smell like smoke. This is in the Christian Bible. So why are they telling people that you got to bow down to a flag? You got to bow down to a country, and you have to bow down to this and bow down to that. When the Lord says, this stuff is wrong. 
Okay? Remember what I read here. Remember what I read here earlier from Scripture about the false prophets and what have you, see? So we have false religious systems. This is where the Jehovah Witnesses kick in and where they kick off because they examine. And I'm not a Jehovah Witness. I studied with them, and this is what really opened up my eyes to a lot of this stuff. You know, studying with them. They look at these different things, and they say, here's what they're doing. This is what the book says. Here's what they're doing. Here's what the book says. And this is what I'm saying to you. The book is saying certain things, and if you're not doing what they say, it doesn't mean that you are outside of the will of God. Don't take it personal. These are people who are demanding that other people follow false gods. And having said that, we're going to take our second commercial break. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapper Donna Spiritual Kung Fu, often imitated, never duplicated. PowerPoints of Victory Radio Podcast, Survivor Radio, Christian Network. We do radio, 2 million downloads strong. Engineer tonight, Rosalind Cooper. Raj, you got the help. We'll be back in two minutes. content creator, social media socialite, influencer, or simply love to record current events, you need the joystick. The joystick is an essential tool for every type of digital content creator. It holds two or more mobile phones or tablets, allowing users to stream and record hands-free on multiple apps simultaneously. And it's lightweight and portable. For more information or to purchase your joystick today, visit our website at www.joystick.com. Do you have tax issues, owe back taxes, or need tax relief? Contact L&B Tax Service today. L&B offers you over 15 years of expertise and first-class tax service for individuals, professionals, and business owners. With nationwide service, you can easily find a location near you. Contact one of our tax professionals through our website, lbtaxservice.com. That's www.lbtaxservice.com. L&B Tax Service Incorporated. Tax professionals that you can trust. Do you have a business, product, service, or an event coming up? Is your current marketing getting you nowhere? Survival Radio Network is an award-winning network with over 1 million downloads. We're offering high-exposure 30-second spots on our network, reaching diverse demographics both locally and nationwide. Give us a call at 323-977-8172 or visit our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us today. SRN, we do radio. The SRN.
All right. Well, we're back, and uh, again, we're talking about the theory of inverse validity. This is the idea that what is true is false, and what is false is true. People look you straight in the face, and you, you, you can't get through to people like that. This is where politics and religion kicks in. And the old people growing up, you know, on the island would always say politics and religion, by and large, just stay away from it because, you know, it's, it's just stay away. So what we have going on, this is why so many people are leaving, quote, unquote, leaving the church. People won't come to church. Why? Because the church is, is, is operating through this theory of inverse validity. And that's just the way it is. So, um, we just want people to know that uh, <clears throat> the whole purpose of tonight's podcast is to get us into the mindset that you don't have to walk with a church to walk with God. You just have to walk with God. Read whatever book system that you're operating with. If it's a Torah, if it's a Koran, if you're Baha'i, whatever system that you are using, that relationship with that force is between you and, 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 and the creator. I know the creator as God. I know the creator as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I know him as I am that I am, okay? And I operate through him, okay, or to him, through him, through the word of God, which the book of John chapter 1 verse 14 says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. What I've come to understand is that when you when you understand the word and you operate through the word, it allows your spirit to operate at a much more powerful level. It allows your mind to come out from the world and to be able to contend with the ups and downs and in-betweens of life on a much better level. And this is what I've spent the last four or five or six years on the Survival Radio Christian Network speaking about. Okay, the abilities and the capabilities to be able to navigate and maneuver and so forth and take yourself and us to a higher level. When I say us, I'm speaking about me, too, because I operate according to these principles. Okay, so let us go ahead. Let us go ahead and, and move into some other points, because I was writing these points down and I really ran out of time in, for preparation. And, and I still had other points to, you know, to talk about. But I think you get the drift. There's so much stuff here. Okay, so let's continue. The Bible teaches that God is love. Okay, you go to the, uh, the epistles of John, 1st, 2nd, or 3rd John, the epistles. Okay, and there's a straight verse that says God is love. There's no interpretation. What, God is love. And then there's a whole chapter that talks about what love is. Written by Paul, okay? And I want to say that's Corinthians 13. But, you know, go to BibleGateway.com and, and you can research it. I want to say that's Corinthians 13. Love is so powerful that there's a whole chapter that talks about when the Scripture says love, what does it mean? I, I can recall right off the rip it says love is not proud. Love is not puffed up. Why is it that Christians openly threaten violence against those who won't agree with them. And in the United States, these people are called liberals. And, and I mean literally threatening violence, okay, verbally and what have you. Even the pastors threatening violence, encouraging their people with violence. 
These are the same people who demand to have guns. It's my God-given right to own a gun. The conservatives. Well, if you believe in the power of God so much, what do you need a gun for? If you believe that God is going to protect you, why do you need a gun? You know, I'm going to tell you why. Part of it, these people are thinking like they're back in some Western in the Wild West. They're against the government. They're against this and that. And when they say they're against the government, what they mean is they're against any rule or stipulation that they don't like. And you know what proof of that is? Look at the the American pandemic right now when governors and mayors and what have you put in place restrictions on movement, which everybody knew was just for a limited period of time. And it wasn't three weeks or a month. Here come all these people coming out with Confederate flags and Nazi flags and guns, and they're wearing masks then, weren't they? All those men, weren't they wearing masks? Breaking into the government buildings, threatening violence. But Scripture says God is love. Why are these Christians threatening violence against gay and lesbian people? Why are they threatening against followers of Christ of different nationalities and languages, as I mentioned earlier? You know, they demonize. Oh, California is giving money to illegal immigrants, meaning Hispanic people who – Hispanics coming out of South and Central America, the Catholic Church, and, and these are churchy people. They're churchy people. So if they're churchy people and they're Christians like, 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 like these other folks are, and these other folks are saying – don't give them any help. Not only are they violating what I said earlier about whatever you do to the least among you, you've done to me, but they're also saying that even if they have the same religion, they're not equal. I'm going to bring another point up about that equal stuff in just a little bit. So, so, so why are, the Bible teaches God is love. They're against gay people. You know, they're threatening violence against followers of Christ, different nationality language and against people of color or other faith belief systems. That would be the Muslims. They're going, you know, they're blaming China for, you know, the 90,000 dead in the United States, even though Donald Trump and the Republican Party have dawdled and, and, and dawdled and, and, and dithered for 70 days during February, March, January, and even now there's reports all over the place that the information that's being given the public, they are hiding how many people are dead. They're fudging the numbers on who's been tested and how much testing is going on. It's one big circus. But these people hold up a, a Bible. Like I was sharing with somebody today, you cannot compare one political party with the other when one party is saying, we walk according to this book, and the book is saying certain things, and they're not walking according to the book. And the other political party is saying, we're not walking according to any book. We're saying that there's a document called the Constitution, and we have certain rights and, and what have you under this Constitution. But the group with the book are claiming that the group, you know, without the book are destroying this Constitution. And again, you can't get across to these people because of what? The theory of inverse validity. And it starts and stops with the belief system. And this is what makes religious people dangerous, whether they are Jewish, whether they are Muslim, whether they are Christian, it doesn't matter. The minute people are this hardcore religious, they are dangerous. I don't care if they are in the middle of some crazy tribe in the middle of the ocean 50,000 feet under the sea. The minute you've got religious people, you've got people who are sort of in some kind of a form of psychotic. That's a reality. People who are spiritual or not. 
because Jesus came on a spiritual journey. He didn't come on a, a journey to conquer the world. He told, uh, who was it who betrayed him? Judas, talking about buying swords and stuff to overthrow the Romans so they can restore the kingdom of David. And Jesus said, hey, man, the kingdom of God is within you. Well, what's inside of us, people? It's our spirit. The kingdom of God is in our spirit. It's not out here in the world. Okay? That's what's in the book. Christians say the Bible has Ten Commandments, and yet they break practically all of them, if not all of them. Let's start out with Sunday worship. That's wrong. Even though Paul says pick a day and keep it holy, which is what, you know, Protestants have always tried to, you know, I've been to seminary school. That's what, you know, pick a day and keep it holy. Okay, fine. But the actual Sabbath day is Saturday. So right there, they're breaking the book. They're breaking a commandment. See? They're breaking a commandment. Uh, false God. The minute you start talking about you are going to put a man above your spiritual walk, this is why I did the podcast about in 2016, November, October time, that I love Donald Trump because it was a test, just like I, in one of the original scriptures that I read here. It was a test of the spiritual honesty of people who call themselves um, people who, who call themselves uh, conservative Christians. If they really, really, really were spiritual Christians, they would not have voted in that election. But they have voted for Donald Trump. They have supporting Donald Trump through all of this with all the wickedness and foolishness that's going on in America today. They talk about thou shalt not commit adultery. This man has committed adultery over and over again. I've mentioned this in other podcasts. Thou shalt not steal. You know, come on, they've stolen. You know, the whole age of discovery was Christian countries going around the world stealing land, property, and possessions from anybody who was a person of color. Go look up opium war, okay, between England and China, the U.K. and China. The first major drug war in history, a Christian country fighting the Chinese people, yellow people, to keep the yellow people addicted to drugs. Opium war, Christians. Christians celebrate false holidays, and yet they slander other people with different faith systems or holidays. Two holidays come to mind, Christmas and Easter. Easter, you know why there's an Easter bunny? Because Easter is from the goddess of fertility, Easter. E-star, I-S-T-A-R. That's where it came from. Jesus said to celebrate his death. That's what the Last Supper is all about. He did not say to celebrate his resurrection. And I don't want to hear all about, well, you know, the church and St. Thomas Aquinas and all the rest of that. What does the book say? Christians steal and cheat for money and power, yet the scriptures say be humble. Scriptures say specifically, what does it profit a man to gain the world and yet lose your immortal soul? Christians teach that God is domineering, yet the Bible says he is love. You know, he, he's, you know, you hear them, these pastors, oh, if you don't live right, you're going to hell. If you don't live right this and if you don't live right that. And then whose definition of live right do they have? They've got their own definition. And there's 20,000 different denominations, so there's 20,000 different versions of what living right is. Some churches say a woman can wear makeup. Others say no. Some say you can do this. Others say no. What does the word of God say? Christians teach white male supremacy. 
Yet the book of Galatians chapter 3 clearly says that we are all perfectly equal in the kingdom of God. So as I close out tonight's broadcast, I just want you to know, you're walking with God however you conceive God to be at this point. Don't let anybody shake up your walk. Stay focused. Follow your dreams. God loves you. God is love. God is love. God is love. He loved the world. He so loved the world that yet we were sinners. He sent his only begotten son. The world, not America, not this one, not this company, this complexion, blah, 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 boom, 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 bing, bing, bing. Okay? So, yes, I've spoken about a lot of stuff that what's wrong with Christianity. Yes, I've spoken these things, and I've spoken them so that you realize that's what's wrong with the religion. There is nothing wrong with God. Develop your relationship with God. Get your spirit in groove with God because that's where the power is. And my walk, I do that through the word of God, John 1 and 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's how I do it. I'm not telling you that's how you do it, but that's how I do it. And I've been successful, you know, I've overcome a lot of stuff. So let me close out tonight. Don't let anybody who's given up on their dreams talk you into giving up on yours. I hope that this has been a benefit to you, better understanding and so forth. And may God continue to bless you. Stay safe. Wear those masks. This is not a hoax. Okay? This pandemic going on is not a hoax. Wear your mask. It's not just to protect you. It's to protect other people in case you're sick and you don't know it yet. The Bible says, that we are supposed to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Good night, everybody. Many things that's held us down 